0: My ultimate goal with these internet leads So
1: the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams, and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? To get the answers, we interview top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. Listen, we believe every agent should make a minimum of $100,000 per year, and we're on a mission to make this happen. We've already helped over 100 agents achieve this with our coaching. So if you want to fast track your business growth, get to your first $100,000 in GCI or add another $100,000 in GCI using social strategies, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com or you can just click the link in the description below. Also, just make sure to follow us. Hit that subscribe button and if you get any value from this at all, please tell a friend and leave us a review. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Elite Agent Secrets show. Today, we've got Caitlin Beck with us. Now, she has five agents with her, an admin, and last year, most importantly, did $30 million in production. Today, she's going to be unpacking for us, working in leads, leaning into leverage and coming from a place of contribution. It's going to be some fire information for you listeners out there caitlin thank you for agreeing to come on the show how are you doing
0: thank you both so much for having me i'm really excited um i'm doing really fabulous it's a great tuesday here in philadelphia so i'm ready
2: dude i I love this i'm super excited for this one we got a philly girl in the house and a lady producer small world right (laughs) but um you know before we unpack your 30 million in production in 2021 in the beautiful city of Brotherly love, take us back to day one. How did you get started in this? How did you go from a single agent to running your own team? We got talking a little bit off air. We do know a lot of the same, same similar people, so it's no surprise to me that you are killing it, but I think you're just getting started.
1: Yeah, yeah so take us back to How long have you been in real estate and then take us back? to a day before you got in type deal. Tell us how you got into it.
0: Okay. So I have been in just over seven years now, which is crazy to me. It feels like I just started. Uh, but it's been a full seven years. Um, and before I was licensed, I actually worked as a red carpet reporter and a journalist in New York City. And I <laughs> loved it. It was wow. a really fun job. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's
2: cool. Um, That's so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was really great. Um, but I hated my salary. I hated it. And I hated having a boss. And so I had been doing a lot of soul searching at 22 years old, and just decided that I never wanted to work for anyone else again. And I never wanted to have a limit on how much money I could make or what I could do. So um, I quit that job. And I started interviewing at different companies. because I wasn't sure where to go. And I interviewed with a local agent in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. And I asked her, what is one thing you hate about your job? She'd been in real estate for 20 years. And she said, I can't think of anything. And at 22, 23, I was like, good enough for me. Great. That's all I need to know. Sign me up. So I got my license within 10 days. I just went to to school in person at the time, which is exciting. And yeah, 10 days later, I was licensed with KW.
1: Did you feel like she lied to you? Yeah. <laughs> I would really tell you, the chance of you asking an agent and then being like, I fucking love it. There is no complaints. And, and then you being like, yeah, sign me up. I reckon you, might, you should have entered the lottery that same week, right? Because the chances are greater that you would have won, right? <laughs> Of <laughs> finding an agent that said, I've got no problems with this industry. Right. I fucking love this industry. I've got fucking problems with it.
0: <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I don't have a ton of complaints about it. I mean, obviously, there are days that are harder than others and maybe a difficult client or situation. But as yeah. a whole, through the industry, I don't have many complaints. So I'm very thankful that she Even if it was a lie, I'm very thankful that she told me that because I probably would have gone in a different direction and maybe would have done like event planning or PR. And because she didn't have any complaints, it really inspired me. And I was like, all right, if you don't have complaints, neither will I. I'm going to just do it and go for it. And I haven't looked back.
1: Well, it was it was her truth, right, which is actually what this whole show is about. It's about your truth. Um, So you joined KW. You got your license within 10 days. You jumped in both feet. Walk us through, you know, your seven years. How many deals did you get? Years one, two, and so on, so forth, and takes on a bit of a journey up to where we are now for thirty yeah, million. Yeah,
0: year one, year one was rough. Um, I went a full, I think, five or six months without doing any production. Um, and then my first deal, which closed on Halloween of that year, was uh, the sales price was I think 42,000. So not the most glamorous of starts for me. Um, but it taught me how to work. you know, it was a short sale, so I, I kind of learned in the hard way, <laughs> which is nice. Um, and then year two, things really started to pick up. I made some really great connections with um, city agents at the time I was working uh, on the main line, which is just right outside of Philadelphia. But a lot of those agents didn't want to go into the city. And I was happy to. So I made a lot of great connections. And really, that's what kind of got my business started was just working in the city. Um, So I think year two, I probably did or like 3 million. And then every year, it's just increased. Um, Year four, I started my team. So it's been a little bit of a a journey. Um, I was on two teams prior to having my own. But yeah, the first two years in real estate, when people tell you that they're hard, they're not lying to you. <laughs> you know, yeah. you have to stick it out, and then it magically one day it just clicks. You understand. Your confidence grows, and it just is easier from there. Quite frankly,
2: yeah. When you when you said forty two k, the first place I thought of 70 years ago. We're talking like Germantown, right?
0: Yeah. Or
2: did you sell stuff off the mainline, which was more suburban area? Just so everybody gets a little bit of context, because I know the audience that's listening, they're like, oh, you're selling in the city. Obviously, there's got to be a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. But you started in mainline, which is the equivalent of a really pretty much suburban area where Mm -hmm. there's not as much of people moving. At least at that time, there wasn't because everybody was really just trying to get into the city, which makes sense why you shifted and adapted and pivoted right?
0: Yep. yep. So that first deal, I think it was in Clifton Heights. Um, okay. And it's great. I've actually continued my relationship with that buyer because he flips houses. So um, I'm actually listing one of his next week. So he was my first client. And I think I've done probably at least a deal with him every year. And he's just great and super loyal. But yeah, not, not the most gorgeous house to start with. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I want a little bit of context around volume beast deals. So I would say 30 million last year. How many deals is that? Give or take.
0: um, Our average sales price last year was I think 350,000.
1: So So you're talking um, about 100 deals you did last year. Yeah,
0: I think it's like 91 or something. I have to double check. But yeah, we we do a lot of units. Um, We're actively working on increasing our price point as well. But we do a lot of units and that's not by accident. Um, We are a sphere and past client referral based, sorry, um, team. So the more past clients you have, the more referrals and the more people are going to be spreading your name through word of mouth. So it's not totally by accident that we do a lot of units.
1: No, no, the the reason I ask is actually for context for the listener. It's like, I'm not saying if there are a million dollars, I'm not saying 30 Mm -hmm. isn't impressive, but... The the reason units are important is units show systems. That's the one yep. thing it shows because like you could have one $30 million property. I'm not sure who you're selling it to, Jeff Bezos is in town. or some fucking guy, that. but you know, you can sell one, but selling a hundred is hard and it's impossible without systems. Like it's impossible. <clears throat> you know, you might get to 30 without systems and then you are like your head's blowing off. Right. And <clears throat> that's yeah. why I asked specifically yeah. about the units.
0: Yeah. I think they say as soon as you're doing 30, you should really start to hire help at that point because you're just going to get so maxed out and burnt out.
1: Yeah, every 30. There,
2: there, there it is. There's that magic number again. Yeah. So if you ever listen to the show, and for anybody who's just tuning in the first time, we've now had this show up at least five, six, or seven mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. where people are like between 20 to 30, but 30 seems to be the magic number where it's like you got to get a little bit of help, whether it's an admin, a TC, or somebody to help you process some of the stuff. So, you know, since we're on the topic of uh, systems, and I know that's not an official topic, what are some of the systems that you have put in place to allow you to do the 85, 90, 100 deals per year and do the $30 million in production?
1: Actually, yeah. no, I'm going to cut Peter off. Do you know why? I'm not going to let Caitlin answer that question, and I'll tell you why, because I think it's going to coincide with topic too. So... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to actually dive into topic one first. Okay, okay, so listeners, you don't have to stay tuned. This is how
2: this is. This is how you know this show isn't scripted.
1: <laughs> it should, it, yeah, yeah. Listen, give us feedback. Shouldn't be scripted. No, but what I'm gonna do, because I think that is the second part to the equation. Because it's all well and good having systems, you ain't got fucking leads. What's the point, right? So. Yeah. First secret to success, your number one is working internet leads. It's something we love, we heart, wholeheartedly believe in. Ooh, Hello, this is why. right dear, near to our heart. Working yeah. internet leads is your first secret to success.
0: It is. And you know, it's funny. I feel like since day one, um, I've been told, don't spend money on leads. Don't, you know, do internet leads. And I think there should be like a little disclaimer at the bottom of that, where it's like, don't do internet leads unless you're going to actually work them um and follow up with them because internet leads I'm going to throw out like another magic number to you but I think it's 2% is like the conversion rate for zillow leads something like that yep. so it doesn't One have 1
2: to 3% to be. on average 2% right in the middle
0: yeah so it doesn't have to be that low um so my team we we do spend money on internet leads and the first thing that I looked at when I was like you know what we're going to give this a try And I'm going to use Zillow as my example, just because that's the platform that we use. Um, In order to purchase those leads, I told my business partner, I was like, we need to be number one in that area. There's no point in doing internet leads unless you are going to own a big chunk of the zip code that you're buying in. And for me, top three wasn't good enough. I was like, no, we need to be number one because I just like if we're going to invest and we're going to do it, we're going all in. So we only invest in one zip code and we split the cost with um, our lender. And so it's really not a ton of money. I mean, it's, you know, a thousand or more a month, but we definitely get that return on our investment. So working these internet leads, the first and most important thing, and any Zillow console is going to tell you this, is that you have to answer your phone. (laughs) And I know that seems like very basic, but apparently it's not. Um, you know, it goes round robin to the whole team. There's five of us. Somebody's going to answer. And then knowing the right questions to ask and to not scare off these buyers, but to also make sure that you're not wasting your time either. Because again, we don't want to be running all around with buyers and people that aren't going to respect your time. So it's kind of finding that delicate balance of, Yes, answering the phone, being approachable and not scaring them off, but also making sure that you're giving them enough information where they are going to treat this as like a serious process. And then once you've met with them and you set them up with your lender and all that's well and good, it's nice and easy. But the struggle isn't the phone calls, the struggle is the tour requests and the like, inbox messages, I guess is what we'll call them. Those are a little different. So there's a couple of ways that we work those. The first is that you have to get in touch with them right away. If somebody is sending you a message that they want to see a property, it's probably not the only property they're clicking on and saying, find more info or tell me more info or whatever it says they're probably doing that to a number of different properties, meaning they're going to get in touch with a bunch of different agents. So making sure that you're the first person to connect with them in some way, whether it's responding to that email or sending them a text or calling them. I don't have a preference as long as you're reaching out right away. Then if no one responds, I actually talked to my Zillow consult about this because I was like, I don't know how many times is too much. They actually suggested, and so we've now gone on to do this, that you do an eight day blitz with them, is what they call it, where you reach out for eight days in a row. And then if you don't hear back from them, okay, you're probably not going to. So from there, (laughs) we then say they don't answer. That's where my assistant and our director of operation comes in. We don't stop communicating with them, but we start to put them on a a different type of drip campaign where they're maybe not as active. And maybe we need to put our time and energy into someone else. But we certainly give it the eight days and the eight tries before we're like, fine, (laughs) I semi give up on you for like now, but I'm going to circle back with you.
2: I love that. I'm, I'm smiling the whole time and I know where Andrew's <laughs> going to go with this because that's exactly what we preach. Yeah. These, these people, they don't know you. They don't love you. They don't trust you. All mm-hmm. they know is they opted in for a property or maybe something else. And now 15 agents maybe are calling them. One of, Most of them, 99% of them will call them once. And then they're just going yeah, to... Let,
1: let's throw... And I, although I'm going to butcher this, I won't butcher this so badly that this isn't relevant, but let's throw some statistics out there. It's something like, was it 80 90% of age, uh, people work with the first agent who they speak mm-hmm. with, right? Something like, I forget, 60 70% of people first look for a home online now. And then it's something like 84% of agents call a lead once and only 6% call twice. Like mm-hmm. these are some fucking scary statistics which tells you that you are in the best time in history and to be fair you will continue to be for a while because there is a lot of ignorance around this topic in my opinion where it's like if you genuinely just call the fucking leads and deliver like you'll get deals it's not hard it's just most people don't do it like that's that like those are i mean we can go look up the nar it's all on there the exact like percentages but those are roughly about right and it just goes to show, like, I understand referrals and all this work great. I The reason I like internet leads, I'm sure you do, it allows you to scale sphere. It builds a sphere, you deliver a great experience, and then you get back-end referrals. But you yeah. don't have to, like, try and build a sphere and get deals from them right away. Like, you can turn on leads tomorrow, and you've got mm-hmm. leads to work and keep you busy. And, like, we we obviously we run facebook instagram ads like that's our thing like that's what we coach and teach on as well and the reason we like that is you get a lot of swings so it's like you're not spending a thousand dollars for a lead you spend say 20 bucks these days so it's like okay you spend 500 dollars you get a lot of tries to like fuck it up and that's not a bad thing when you're starting that it's really not a bad thing what you don't want to do is spend a grand on a lead the Mm -hmm. oh my god the stress. Of like, i fucking these thousand dollars. That's a lot to cope with. So you know, uh, having having a lot of practices is also an important thing. Like this is like anything; it's a skill. Working yeah. on, I think a reason a lot of agents struggle with online leads. If we're transparent, is that they don't know how to work them because you don't work them like a referral. Like, and I think this is one of the big things. It's like they and they're too. They're, I think a lot of people have too much pride to admit that they just don't know how to work that type of lead because they should. Right, and the reality they should know how to work them, but they don't. So, like, I'm going to stick to referrals.
2: (laughs) So, so, Caitlin, I I have a question for you. Sure. I have a question for you because one of the important things that you said is finding the right balance between scaring them off and qualifying them to make sure that they're actually, you know, viable, ready, willing, and able. They're going to be serious about getting a pre-approval going, right? So what are some of the questions that you're asking? What does your conversation look like when you actually do get somebody on the phone? Um, and 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 talk us through you know, how even long those conversations are before you yeah. know what you need to know to show them sure. the property.
0: So I think it actually starts with, I know this is topic three, but it's coming from contribution. When you're looking at these Zillow leads... There are people that are raising their hand and saying, I need help. Like that's truthfully like what it boils down to. Um, they want to buy a house or have some sort of interest in it and don't know where to start. So I take my method and you know, this is probably my girls are probably so sick of me talking about this, but I like to teach people how to buy a house. And I think that's what scares these internet leads a little bit is that they're scared that right away, you're gonna be like, all right, well, I need to see your finances before I do anything. And I I need to see your bank statements. Like I had one girl this morning, I was on with her and she was like, well, do you need um, a copy, like an up-to-date bank statement from me, like from this morning? And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want your bank account information. Like, I think there's like this misconception that we need to see things like that. So for me, I'm scaling it back. Like I wanna know about their wants and needs. And when I'm asking them questions, I'm starting with that where I want to know what it is about this house that they like. Obviously, at this point, I've asked them, you know, when they want to go see it. I've done the normal questions, but I want to get a step deeper because my ultimate goal with these internet leads is to set them up on the client portal through our MLS. That's how I kind of get like the signal of, all right, they're willing to work with just me. They're going to take this seriously and they're going to trust me. So once I'm done asking them, like, when are you free to see this property? Do you live in the area currently? Things like that. I'm immediately saying, do you have a couple minutes for me to set you up on our personalized client portal? Because the market is moving so fast. This is really the best way to stay up to date with our current inventory. If they say yes. Ooh, I
2: love that line.
0: Thanks. So if they say yes. Yeah. Then I'm kind of like, okay, great. Not only are they serious, but they're also serious about trusting me to be their agent because they're now going to get a bunch of emails from me. And then when you're putting these people into your MLS and your database, one of the questions is, you know, how much do you want to spend? What would you like me to have your maximum price point as? If they say they don't know, and you've already asked them like, would you like me to help you get in touch with a local lender? This is when you can hit that again and say, okay, well in order for me to finish this, it would be really beneficial for us to make sure that we know how much you are gonna be pre-approved for. I would hate to put the wrong price point in here. And that's usually like a softer way for them to be like, okay. And then you talk to them about that pre-approval process, get that intro out of the way. And then it's easy because you've already set them up with the search. You've already set up a time to meet with them and you've set them up with a mortgage person. So you're coming from contribution because you're teaching them the right steps in order to make this process as seamless and easy as possible.
2: Do you ever way in the lender while you have them on the phone or do you just um, give them the link? How, how, do, how, do you do, how do you go about that?
0: I actually do email intros. Um, so I have two lenders that I absolutely love. Um, the first one I partner with on Zillow. So he always like is going to get, you know, anyone that's through Zillow. Yeah. Um, so I send them to him and then he prefers to do a link to his client to his portal so they can put in their own documents. And then if they ask for a second person, I do the email intro that way as well. That way they have each other's phone numbers and emails. So if they don't answer the email, it's then on the lender as well to kind of follow up and also have their phone number and make sure that this gets done in a timely manner.
2: I, I, love, I love the cohesive teamwork, right? Because everybody kind of gets plugged in. At the same time and that's exactly very similar to what we do on our team right we first we ask them the soft questions aka we want to give them the information that they're looking for so it's a little bit of a give and take Mm -hmm. then we start qualifying them indirectly about you know where do you what do you think as far as your budget and your price point where would you like to be and typically we know that if they say oh i like to be in the four hundred thousand dollars price range by the way they, they speak, the way they communicate, you can kind of gauge the level of, okay, are we going to be above, below? Are they more conservative? Are they more aggressive? Do they have reasonable expectations or totally unreasonable expectations? And it's like that one step at a time, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like full force driving them through, you need a pre-approval, I'm not showing you anything type of, type of gig.
0: Right. And I definitely i I definitely advocate for having that pre-approval before you show anyone anything. I wholeheartedly believe in that because i don't want anyone to waste their time but i do think there's a delicate way to kind of get everything you need and not hound everyone not scare them but just teach them like it's not you know you always want to remember that you are coming from contribution and your contribution is education
1: this is huge jim if you haven't do you know when when you talk about educating people and this this kind of misinformation they've got if you don't you should uh, this you should have a youtube channel and stuff like that because a lot of people share, this is how people, uh, like there's, uh, there's people inside of our team organization that made a million dollars in their first year and they did it all through YouTube. And a big part of their channel is educating their market on about buying properties in their market. And their biggest ahas were like, it's unreal how little people know about buying a house. Like it is mm-hmm. unreal. And like we do, we do YouTube as well and it's like, it's just people see you as an authority because you don't realize how much you know. And the problem is with being agents and knowing this market so well is we completely take for granted how much we know. Like hundred every day we just do stuff like automatically that other mm-hmm. people have no fucking clue about because it's yeah. just what we have to do. Oh, and by the way, if you're interested in gaining access to our courses and coaching 100% free, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com.